According to a McKinsey study, there are more women in entry-level retail jobs than in any other industry. However, as their careers in retail continue, only 30% of these women make it to senior-level leadership positions. And, of those, only 13% make it to the C-suite, fewer than in any other industry. This is the Women's Retail Collective podcast, where we pull together retail's most influential women to talk about their careers, how they made it to senior leadership and C-suite positions, and how they lead their organizations through the rapidly evolving retail industry. All right, we are live from Nook, and with us today we have Sai Yang and Maria Vogelai, the co-founders of Nook. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Welcome you for to having us. Thank you. I have to say, um, I had high expectations coming in, um, but you far exceeded those expectations. The Aww. feel, um, I love Maria described this as a warm vanilla shell. Like that's <laughs> the feeling, but you do feel this like really cozy and just, um, just it feels, I, I don't even know that I have the words to describe it, but you've done that. You've, you've created a feeling about walking into a physical space, which mm-hmm. I think in, re- in retail we're all trying yeah. to do. Yeah. So, uh, so well done, ladies. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thank you. Let's start if you can, to describe for the listeners what what is Nook and what, is, what was your vision for the space? So Nook is a play and learning space for the modern family. And the vision was to create uh, experience for families that, um, frankly, as when I became a mom, I, I couldn't find anywhere. Um, I, as my daughter got older and we needed to get out of the house and she needed to get her wiggles out, we were going to these quote-unquote family-friendly spaces um, that were pretty much in either warehouses or basements and um, hadn't been updated since the 70s and, and I just didn't want to um, spend any time there um, and, and I was just standing on the sidelines waiting essentially to justify the cost of admission and so I, I started to think of a space that I could take uh, my daughter where I could enjoy the experience as well and, and be a part of her experience of play because play is such a huge part of obviously growing up um, and the vision was to create a space like I said where um, parents would enjoy um, the time with their kids and um, and kids will play with anything so the design of Nook was really geared towards um, how the parents really recognizing the parents and what they wanted and what they um, um, it, it really are centered around celebrating this time for them as opposed to just checking the box on playtime. Yeah. Um, so so that was the vision for the space. And we really want to create a safe third space in the public square where young families with young kids, we serve kids age zero to five, um, they feel like they have a place to go where it's not their home, there's a reason to get out of the house, 
there's a place to build community and there's a place to hang out that is for them. And you, you're not apologizing for the fact that you have a baby or a toddler or you're making a lot of noise or your kid is having a tantrum. It's a space specifically designed for you and you can you know, have play dates, you can do some shopping, you can dis discover brands, you can try out different products, you can get your photos done. You know, there are all these special events that we do and great programming and it's really about catering to this specific period in life that we just think is so special and the rest of the world was not providing us space for. So what can you do in the space? So describe it a little bit. Uh, when I walk in the door, what's the first thing that I see? So actually, the first thing that you see um, is this giant play structure that we call the Helix, um, and it's a gross motor structure. The kids can climb through um, and end up in a ball pit. Um, but it's not your typical ball pit. All the balls are white. <laughs> um, so the white. what you will what you'll see when you walk in this space. Actually, the first thing that will strike you is the minimalist design. It's very, it's the focus on white and and birch and um, just uh, a very calming experience when you come in. Um, so all the you can there's the focus is on play and learning. So there are different opportunities for um, different types of play. There's, like I said, gross motor play, there's uh, fine motor play, there's imaginative play. The space is broken up into different nooks, um, each with a different play theme. And um, so you'll see that immediately and then as you um, hang out in the space a little more, you'll um, uncover and discover the different brands that we feature in the space. Um, so we have uh, in our coffee area, we have uh, a local coffee brand in there. Um, on our retail, or what we call our brand boxes, we showcase um, our uh, different brand partners' uh, collection of products. Um, and then as you go further into the space, there's um, our classrooms and special event um, spaces. All the noise that you're hearing today is from our special event um, right now where um, moms are coming together to uh, create, uh, put together uh, bouquets um, for an event that we're doing with a brand called Kaluga. And you both have kids? Each have three kids. We, it was not planned this way. We met after we had pretty much all of them, but we each have kids aged five, three, and one. Okay. Yeah, the same ages? Schedule. Yes. Same ages. Yeah. You two are like solid business partners. Yeah. You are planning. This is incredible. So I'm curious what you were doing before Nook, both of you, and how you came together. Can you tell me about that, Zai? So I am an attorney, um, recovering attorney, uh, and um, I have done all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, what happened was I, I you know, did the whole shebang, corporate attorney, Manhattan, um, clerked, all, all that stuff. And after I got married and I was pregnant with my first, um, so the, the longer story is that basically I wasn't allowed to, to work because I'm Canadian and after we got married, I, there was like a period of time where you have to adjust your status, you're not allowed to work, and then I got pregnant. So all of a sudden I was pregnant and by the time I got my work permit, I was like, seven months pregnant, I wasn't finding a job then. So um, it made me kind of rethink, you know, and, and restructure my life um, based on the fact that I was about to have a child. 
Um, and it was a, a really kind of life-shifting, uh, you know, uh, reality. And so I went into um, thinking about, you know, what kind of brand would um, would I be interested in, in creating? So I actually started an e-commerce brand of um, very fine, high-end baby blankets. Um, so that's where I got my break into entrepreneurship um, and e-commerce. Um, and then I actually moved down to DC when my husband took a job here. And there, I mean, coming from Brooklyn and Manhattan to DC, there were fewer brands. Right. <laughs> Definitely much more bureaucracy, you know, bureaucracy and lobbyists. Yeah. There yeah. isn't as you know robust of a creative and entrepreneurial um, community here. But I found Nook and I basically pinged Maria and she almost said no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, am very introverted so when she emailed me several times I was like I don't want to talk to this lady. Uh, but no I'm glad I did obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my background is in branding. Um, so I, I worked in an agency in New York, an advertising agency in New York, um, works on, worked on um, the McDonald's account there, the Volkswagen account, um, and then I did a short um, stint at American Express and uh, did also worked at a, a healthcare startup. Um, and so my background has always ever been in my interests. I have always ever relied in creating brand experiences. Um, so that's how I, I, I came to Nook. And so how did, so you got together and you created, was a, did the brand so exist when you met? I, I started Nook um, on my own and did, did it for a year um, before Cy walked in. Um, entrepreneurship is a lonely road. I would never do it alone um, if I were to start another brand. Um, I thank God every day that Cy walked in. Um, so I, I had I think it. we're actually right, like, what is it, two years? Yeah, two years. I think we're almost. I think but the two-year anniversary of our uh, partnership. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it was a really. It's like dating. I mean, she was sending me these text messages, and I'm like, it's my husband. Is she, is she asking me to join up? Um, so yeah, I, like, I, you want I, to I did study? our. Pilot, yeah. <laughs> No, which, does anybody say that anymore? I feel like that's gone now. Hey, Jeff, yeah. Can you imagine telling Gen Z? Do, they, do you want to go study? I love it. Um, so yeah, I, I, the pilot location, I ran that for a year okay. on my own. And then side joined um, and opened up just a bunch of possibilities for us. What have you learned since you opened about retail and kind of what's going on in the retail environment? Oh so I mean, I, I mean, first, I don't think I realized we were in retail until... I didn't realize <laughs> that we were in retail until the number one question we kept on getting was, where did you get this? How do I find this? Yeah. Um, until we noticed that most of the things that parents were doing in this space were not only taking photos of their children, but taking photos of the products in the space. Um, so, I, I, I guess that's when we realized, okay, I guess we're, we're in retail right now. I think 
So our theory with Nook in general is that parents want something better mm -hmm. um, out of their experiences or, or with what they do with, fa with family um, and what their family-friendly experiences are. Um, and we realize that extends to their retail experience as well, not just in a play and learning experience, they, they crave something elevated, they crave something more engaging um, out of play and learning, and that extends to retail as well. Yeah, at the end of the day, so I'm like on the cusp of, I am technically a millennial, but I'm on the older side, but I came of age definitely when e-commerce was, you know, really blossoming, and so as a consumer, I went from being this really coveted, consumer base as like you know a single person to becoming a parent and all of a sudden all your needs and all your experiences went from really modern and sleek to oh my god we're in the 70s and 80s there was no brand at the time when I got pregnant that spoke to me as an individual, as a mom, as a woman, um, in the way that I used to be spoken to from brands before I got pregnant. And that was actually part of the impetus for me starting my e-commerce brand um, because I felt like there were there were no products that like was an extension of of my style, of what I was looking for. Um, you know, I was shopping for Everlane online, and then all of a sudden, I was forced to like utilize this really clunky e-commerce site um, by a brand that was really, you know, targeting people two generations ahead of me. Um, so I think in general, we're, we're at a point in time where all these people, all these consumers that were used to like a certain um, consumer brand experience, they're coming of age as parents and realizing this world has not caught up. Right. And, um, and in many ways, this is like that realized. Nook is us, you know, creating that vision for what it could be, what it should be, and and, and serving our generation of, of families. I think another thing we've learned from our customers is that so much of parenting is transactional. And what we're realizing from how families in the space interact and come together is that they don't want it to be all about, you know, the swipe and the click and the it's at the door. They're craving something more than transactional. They're craving engagement. They're craving community. Um, they're craving more of the, you know, like the word of mouth and the... Uh, we, we have a, a great class here um, run by um, an early childhood development specialist and she'll run a class with a bunch of moms and she'll say, talk about a toy. And the moms are like immediately, whip out their phone, whip out their phone yeah. <laughs> and buy it. Because I, I think it's, people want more than the five star reviews on, on Amazon to tell them that this right. is what is meant for your, this is what would work for your baby or this is what's meant for their, their stage. So, and especially right now, even compared to when I, I mean, my eldest is now five, um, five years ago versus now, if you try to find information about the best 
X, like whether it be baby gear or product, there is way too much information out there now. Like yeah. to sift through that and figure out how it relates to you in that given moment when you're problem solving for X, Y, and Z, it's really hard. You want to know what your neighbor or your friend or your neighbor's friend did. Like right. what did you try? I want to hear from an actual person that I know. And so the community, the IRL experience has become exponentially more important as the information online and the products online are becoming overabundant. I think it's really commendable how you are taking that and, and kind of prioritizing it almost. I think a lot of retail is so focused on the convenience element of it that it's like they lose sight of the, the human element of it too and how you how you are providing a convenience for, for moms and dads and families in this case, um, by creating a space that, that accomplishes that convenience. Like, it's not just checking the box, it's right. this really immersive experience. Bringing retail in into it, but it's about experience first, and then the shopping element of it second. Right. And it seems like, you know, you're, you're looking back and relying on the experiences that you've had, both as mothers, but in your previous careers, right. to create this, right. it, yeah. it feels like. Right, um, it's a fun problem we're solving, right? Because as parents, you want everything to be convenient, but also as parents, you want to hold on to this moment and you want to be present for this moment. Mm -hmm. So it's about finding that balance between making things convenient for parents and also um, hitting pause and just really enjoying this moment and, and, and savoring this time. Yeah. So it's a nice little challenge we have going, but... I think. Yeah, and in many ways, like speaking to the you know, industry, I, I didn't even realize that retail was an industry. I know it's like <laughs> stupid to think about, but I mean, if you're not from that industry, you have no interaction as I did. Um, I thought even with my e-commerce brand, I was just creating a brand. Like mm -hmm. it did not occur to me, like there's this entire industry that is fueling like billions and billions of consumer spending and I mean I, I commend what you're doing like pre, you know highlighting women in this field because I mean now we, we get to see we're in the retail industry and in many ways retail I mean I, I think the what is the st statistic like women like account for 80 plus percent of, of consumer purchase. spending mm -hmm. and especially for families with kids age zero to five the number of reasons you have to spend, spend, and yeah. transact. Consume. Consume, mm -hmm. yeah, is mm -hmm. enormous. Um, and women are making a lot of those decisions. It's not just women, but it's for this market, what we're saying is for the people with kids age zero to five, if, if you look at the entire demographic, they're the most likely that to have a reason to leave the house and need somewhere to go. Yeah. Whereas, all the other, you know, segments, it's optional. They can transact online and have it delivered and go do something else somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, but this is an actual need that yeah. isn't being met. And um, to create a space that actually just caters to this graphic, um, we're saying, you know, why don't we think about retail this way? Yeah. <laughs> why don't we take like the highest need and actually create something that works for them and then we can figure out how to serve them in the space while they're here, um, rather than taking little 
you know, snippets of real estate in a, in a retail center and saying, brand A, you go here, brand B, you go there. Um, for a lot of young families, you know, toting around multiple kids and strollers, even just going from point A to point B in a given mall is, is, is challenging. Right. So why don't we first create the space? That's like our, you know, that's our base. Um, create the experience and then we can figure out how to serve them and also serve the brands that want to get from them. So now that you're in this, you've created this experience, you're in the retail industry, yes, both yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, what would you, what advice would you give to men and women um, specifically who are considering career, careers in, in the retail industry? Or what, what is the new retail industry, I guess? I would say, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but look outside what you normally think of as retail. I think of retail as big box. Mm -hmm. It's either big box or it's Amazon. So I would say, look outside of that, um, because it, it, I, I, I think of retail, before I thought of retail as synonymous with transaction, and it's not. Retail is, it's a feeling, it's an experience, it's a, you know, it's, it's a memory, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I remember going shoe shopping with my, my parents, and right. my kids get their shoes delivered to our <laughs> yeah. doorstep. Yes. So yes. Um, I, I think, I, I would say think outside of what um, people are defining as retail right now. Um, and arguably we're kind of going back to the original roots of retail, right? Like back when each boutique served a certain purpose on Main Street and you knew everybody along that strip. Um, you know, and I, I grew up in Korea for a few years before immigrating and um, for us growing up, you know, shopping and retail is like. I, mean, I mean, if you go to Asia and you see how people... It's not just because we're Asian. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but there's, there are certain segments of, um, you know, the not just the population, but there, there are experiences that are um, ingrained in, in, in life that is, isn't about the transaction. It's, a lot, it's about a lot more than that. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. We talk about that all the time. Is you know the the reason that people are still going to physical stores is you know for to touch things, to, to feel, to try things on. If you're in a particular boutique or clothing or shoe shopping, but it's also about this this memory of being somewhere and yeah. what that can yeah. can unlock for you and what drives you to get up off the couch and come out to a space. And that's what I love so much about the Nook space is that you are really making it convenient and accessible and easy for families to make those memories yeah um, so again well well done to both of you I have one last question to ask you each um, looking back on all that you've accomplished in the, the two just coming up on two years that you've worked together if you were going to go back and write somebody a thank you note who you, has impacted your career and helped you get to this point in time. Who would you write that note to and what would you say to them? Oh my gosh. Um, I would actually, I'd, I'd write it to my daughter. <laughs> Come to tears. <laughs> I am not supposed to cry on a podcast. It's okay. It's okay. This is, it's a hard question to ask. Um, 
I'd write it to my daughter. She inspired this. <laughs> That's sweet. Um, I, when I was living in Brooklyn, I think you've heard this story a couple times now, but it's amazing how in this world, that moment, this moment has become such a big part of my existence as an adult. But we were living in a two-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, and I had my first daughter, and we were sleep training. And our next-door neighbor was a couple, like, middle-aged, didn't have kids, I think out of choice. Um, and I remember after, like, a really rough night of sleep training, I ran into them on the way to the elevator and I said, I'm really sorry. I'm sleep training my baby and I'm sorry. She was crying and shrieking for most of the night. And she just looked at me, grabbed me, and she said, don't ever apologize for raising the next generation of citizens. Whoa. And I was just, <laughs> wow. And I, it didn't strike me then. I was like, okay. But years later, I still think back to that moment because it like crystallized for me like my mission. My mission is to be a parent unapologetically and create a life that actually makes space for family. And so like we can't discover enough in many ways it like brought all those pieces together. Yeah. And even though that wasn't like a career focused comment, I think it's basically like if, if something's important to you, like family, then be unapologetic about what you do with that. And so both like in terms of the content of what we do and the you know what the space that we created and the, the the people that we serve also on the back end we're really really cognizant about um, the team that we're building um, our teams all parents. All, all parents. <laughs> all moms. And we we put families first. Like yeah. no family, our family, it's family first. And you know, we came from a background where we're, you know, highly educated. We've been very passionate about different work projects and we still believe that we can have that. Um, but we also have kids who are young and And we wanna be there for them. We want to be there. Yeah. Well, Sai and Maria, thank you for inspiring the people that are listening to this podcast who are looking at careers in retail and how to grow to be co-founders of a company someday. Um, but then also thank you, I think, for being two really incredible women who are showing the next generation and our daughters and sons what is possible for women to do in retail and in other other spaces and industries really so thank you so much for giving me the time thank today you. To get thank to you for you. having us if people want to find out more about nook where should they go uh so i would say our instagram tells the best story of us for now um and we're at play at nook on instagram and then obviously our website playatnook.com awesome thank you so much ladies If each of you were to have your own concert, what three bands would you choose? Oh gosh. This is gonna date me. <laughs> Maybe a, I should just lie to sound cooler. Don't. Um, yeah, it's way better. So we were to have you free band. Tell us. So we were to have our own concert. Dave Matthews band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little satellite satellite acoustic solo for um, alright. And then Taylor Swift because my daughters are big fans. Okay. I am too. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Leon Bridges. Ooh. So good. Yeah. yeah. So just random. I don't know who would go to that concert, but I would. Me and my daughters. Um, mine would be so I grew up in Vancouver and 
<laughs> uh, also dating Hansen? myself. Is it Hansen in Canada? Oh, well. Do you guys remember Hansen? Oh, you yeah. used to own Hansen. Um, Sarah Clawson. She's a hometown oh, yes. girl. I grew up like with the whole Lilith Fair, you know, the whole thing. Um, I'm a huge fan of Ray Lamatan. Oh, yes. I've been to a bunch. He's actually going to be in concert um, in, a, in a few weeks here. Mm -hmm. And then I'm a huge fan of Lizzo. She makes me run, yeah. man. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. You will do that. Yeah. That's for Love sure. Her.